This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3272 for Tuesday the 16th of February 2021. Today's show is entitled, In GNU slash Linux, There is no diversity, we're all just data. It is the first show by new host sometime on the internet, and is about 17 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, How I experienced GNU slash Linux, and the topic of diversity. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello everyone, my name is Darwin, and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today, I want to discuss diversity in Linux. It's a topic that came up a little bit earlier on, and I heard a uh, another host by the name of Swift. I believe it was uh, Swift 101 or Swift 110. He covered the topic, and uh, I thought he had some very interesting takes, and I thought that, why don't I come on here and give it a shot myself? So, first of all, I'll just talk to you about how I got into Linux. I basically was running Microsoft, uh, eight, uh, was it Windows 8.1 for a while? Like everybody else, I was forced to upgrade to 10. Didn't really want to, but I had to because they just wouldn't stop bugging you. And even when I said I wasn't going to upgrade, like physically was not going to click on the button, it just would upgrade anyway. Like, it just downloaded the stuff, and it's like, oh, crap. Like, my operating system is outside of my control. I, I am no longer in control of this computer that I built. I bought the parts, assembled them, and because I put Windows on it, I no longer control the machine. Well, eventually, because of Microsoft's will, I ended up on Windows 10. Fine, no problem. I'm just going to have to deal with it. I, you know, I really didn't have an alternative. I'm not going to go out and buy a Mac. I had heard of Linux, but not really, you know, n- not not anything serious. I think the last person that ever talked to me about Linux tried to make it sound good. And the first thing they did is jump into a terminal and it's like, OK, I'm out. <laughs> I forgot what happened. It was something crazy happened. It was like, uh, let me just hop into a terminal. Okay, done. I'm out. Not hacking into any Russian nuclear power plants today, buddy. You know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I, uh, I eventually got fed up with windows. Like every single time an update would come through, they just, oh, wait, got to sneeze one second. Uh, my apologies for that. Had a quick sneeze. But yeah, every time uh, Windows would come out with a new update, I would be just, you know, I would have my control taken from me. It was like, hey, buddy, we're not asking you to update. You're updating. <laughs> you know, that's that's what we will have you do. And, um, you know, Windows just felt like spyware. It was like I had ransomware on my computer controlled by Microsoft. And I just said, man, look, there's got to be another way. I still remember the date. It was um, September 2nd, 2019. 
that was the day I actually burnt Linux Mint onto a uh, a flash drive and put it into my laptop, and I was scared to death, thinking, oh my god, I'm going to blow away this install, and this better work, because if not, I'm probably going to have to buy another Windows product key just to try to put Windows back on this thing. And uh, I was scared when I... I decided to say, okay, well, I'm going to try to find an old hard drive lying around and just swap this Windows one out just to see if, you know, I can kind of, you know, do without blowing away the Windows install just in case something goes wrong. So when I took the laptop apart, you know, take the shell off or whatever, and I, I saw that it was an unadvertised M.2 SATA slot in there because this is a cheap little $250 laptop that you can pick up at, you know, it's an HP laptop. I only paid like 250 bucks for it. It comes with an 8 Gen i3 in it, uh, 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, but since I popped it open and voided my warranty, I went ahead and just ordered up another 8 gig stick of Crucial for 30 bucks from Amazon. Got that 500 gig uh, M.2 SSD and uh, plopped them bad boys in there and booted up Linux. I had my laptop sitting on the table, plugging the Ethernet cable because I figured it's probably going to be some updates and things of that nature. But decided to go ahead and check it out. And um, I'm going to fast forward through the story a little bit because this ain't a story about too much about Linux. It's, it's more about the diversity in Linux. But uh, to get there, I have to lead you through how I got into Linux. So, yeah, you know, I jumped in and... Um, Everything went smooth at first until I discovered the Wi-Fi issues because I was plugged into Ethernet. So I thought that the Internet was working fine. Eventually realized that there was Wi-Fi issues. And that's when I got the other half of Linux, because my, my original understanding was it's GNU Linux. And, you know, GNU being the user land, so to speak, and Linux being the kernel. The part that wasn't really mentioned when I got in was the community. The community is bundled in with all of it. It's not just software. It's the community and software. You you don't get one without the other. You can't. It's, it's like having a distribution without a package manager. You, you, you're just not going to have it. All right. It's, it's not. And, and if you somehow manage to get it, if you manage to divorce a distribution from its package manager, I'm pretty sure your experience is going to be terrible. And I think Linux is the exact same way. The community is, you know, melted in. You got to have them both or you got to have all three of them rather. So let me clear the throat real quick because I got a cough drop in. My apologies if I sound a bit rough, Uh, a little bit of sinuses going on here. But uh, either way, you know, I I ran into this issue with the Wi-Fi and I'm like, man, I can't have a laptop without Wi-Fi. Not much of a laptop if it don't have Wi-Fi. Going through different forms and things of that nature and I'm, you know, I fell in love with Reddit shortly before this because I was kind of asking around on what's, you know, what's a, a good Linux distro to start with after watching tons of YouTube videos because YouTube can be a little misleading. And I discovered that with the Wi-Fi issue. Not one person out of all the videos I watched mentioned, oh, yeah, be careful if you try it on a laptop because, you know, sometime the Wi-Fi didn't work. I didn't discover those videos until after learning the Wi-Fi didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you gotta, you gotta be careful out there, but either way, the community was wonderful. Not one person ever stopped to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, let me make sure I'm not talking to a black guy here before I help him. You know, not one, 
<laughs> no, not one person was like, wait, hold on, hold on. I just want to make sure this is at least a guy I'm talking to. Right now, if, it, if, if it's if it's not a guy, we got a problem. But if it is a guy, we're good. Not one person said that every single person was just 100 percent helpful. They didn't care about any of that guy, female, uh, black, white, whatever. It just didn't exist. It was like we were all just different forms of data floating around on the Internet. And we interacted with each other the best way we could. And that's how I experienced Linux. All right. So there there was never a diversity issue from my point of view. There was there was just information. That's all there was. And, and software, which is which is just another form of information. You know, it's kind of like, you know, they say energy uh, doesn't actually go away. Like you'd never create more energy or create more mass or whatever. It just takes different forms or whatever. Uh, I'm sure I butchered that, but you know what I mean? You know, energy is neither created or lost. It just takes different forms or, or is it mass that isn't created or lost? It takes different forms. E- either one, you know what I'm trying to get to. Uh, and Linux is, is basically the same thing. When you're there, you're amongst people who are on their own journey. And if they have managed to travel down that path that you're currently going down, they'll help you out unless they're from the arch community. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound like I'm banging on the arch community, but that is where I, I first met people who were, uh, not exactly friendly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you, you kind of know when they're not friendly, when their model has a curse word in it, you know, read the effing manual. Yeah. You, you kind of know things aren't going to be as friendly when you get there, but, um, that that is where I've met some people who were I, I wouldn't call them, you know, bad. They, they're just different over there in the arch side of things. You know, it's like you finally got your system to boot. So now you're, you know, on top of the world or something. You figure you can just talk to anyone any kind of way or whatever. Or maybe they're just so frustrated with all the problems they're going through over there on those rollings. But. Either way, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on in the Arch community, but they're just different over there. But uh, other than that, whether it be Ubuntu, Ubuntu dish derivatives, uh, Debian, I haven't tried Fedora at all. I've spoken to people who have uh, recommended Fedora up until I realized uh, Gnome. Well, well, I think you can get spinoffs or whatever that don't have the Gnome desktop. But uh, once I bumped into Gnome, the same thing like with Ubuntu. I just ran away from it. Gnome just, just, it, it's a DE that isn't meant for people to use it. <laughs> you know, it's meant for the developers to show you they made a DE, but you're not supposed to actually use it. And that's what it feels like. Cause the moment you try to touch something and change it and customize it, you, you just, you know. But anyway, this isn't a rant about Gnome. Uh, let me clear my throat real quick. Again, apologies for the uh, constant throat clearing and stuff. I'll cut all that out and try to clean it up. But um, yeah, my my experience overall has just been wonderful. And um, I think that some of the people who I've spoken with on Reddit and other forums and things, if they actually heard what I sound like, they're probably going, oh, I, you know, no idea that guy. You know, seems black, but I mean, you know, not like it mattered. You know, <laughs> you know he, he's polite. He helps. 
participates in the way that he can, which is for me, I'm not a programmer or a coder. Once I find a piece of software that I feel like I can't live without, I donate. Very simple. You know, it may, it may not be much at first. The, uh, the one project that I made sure that I focus the most is LibreOffice. That is like my, my main thing. So that, that gets the bulk, but everything else I'll try to, you know, feather off a little bit here and there to, to go to other projects because a lot of the software I actually need and including Audacity, I actually got to put together a package for them, but, oh, pardon me. Yeah. But, um, it, it's just been 100% freedom loving software. Everybody's come together, help educate each other, help you get past the trouble spots. And uh, if you're willing to learn more, they point you in the direction of some valuable resources. And um, not once have I bumped into someone that made me feel like because I was either a certain sex or a certain race or or uh, whatever, I was treated differently. That that just did not happen. It it doesn't exist as far as far as my experience has showed me within the Linux community. Now again, if you're out there in Arch somewhere, I I don't know about that, but <laughs> you might run into a jerk or two out there. But um, even them, I don't even think that uh, out there in the Arch community people behave that way. So I um I don't know. I guess I'm curious as to. What what a community like this, uh, you know, coming from my perspective with everyone just being data out here interacting with each other, you know, it's like it's a massive server and every single human being on it. We're just bits of data and we're interacting the best way we know how. Uh, how, how do you I feel like you create a problem the moment you start trying to turn it in race, like the moment you say that we're no longer just a bunch of binaries. Now we're going to be. You know, when we're, we're no longer ones and zeros, and we're now going to be people and we're going to be white and we're going to be black and we're going to be whatever else. The moment you do that, that's when you create the problem. Now, now you have just given people a target to shoot at or, you know, let me erase the shoot part. But you, you give them a target to, to, to focus on and that's where your problem is going to come in. And in my humble opinion. So um I don't know. I don't I don't think we need to focus any further on it. I, I've seen some great strides being made. And again, I'm not a programmer, but I've, I've heard about what they were doing with programming. Oh, the air condition just kicked on. Let me check it out for a sec. Okay. Yeah. So I, I heard about in the uh, programming space where there are programmers that they were talking about changing a uh, certain language. And I thought that was wonderful. Even though I'm not a programmer, I thought it was wonderful what they were doing. They were talking about changing the language where they have um, master and slave and don't get me wrong, whenever the, the closest thing I've ever done to that was dealing with multiple drives in a computer, multiple, uh, uh, what do you call them? Disk drives. And when back in the day when we used to burn CDs and stuff, you know, you'd have the master drive where you do your reading from, but you did all your rights on the slave drives. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Each time I have to say it, it was like, couldn't we have just, you know, couldn't we have just cho chose better words for this, you know? I don't like to say slave for anything, really, because the idea of slaves, not not putting any sort of race or even uh, species or anything attached to it. Just the idea of a slave period 
is distasteful and I don't like the idea of it. Right. So because I mean, you could you could make anything a slave. It didn't have to even be a human. So I, I can't, you know, it just it just feels bad. So, uh, you know, I was very happy to hear that, you know, maybe one day if I do learn a language and I and I'm able to participate in the project. One of the things I want to look out for in that project is if they've made those kind of changes, because, you know, I, I I just feel better that I don't have to deal with that. But I don't feel like like if I had to deal with it, meaning like, you know, if they were paying well enough and I, I just needed the money. So I took the job. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I still, you know, make the money, do what I got to do. But if I had a choice in the matter, I'd choose something that didn't have it. And not because of, uh, well, I guess, I guess you can link it to diversity. I just, I, I don't feel like the race matters there. I feel like it's just a bad thing to do morally. It is just not a thing you want to participate in or promote in any way. And I feel like when you're having a discussion and you're talking to people and you go, oh, yeah, that slave already. It's just like, geez, couldn't you have just picked up, you know, <laughs> could you just picked a better term or something to pick that? And um, I know it created some confusion with the uh, what, what do they call them now? Main and branch. And then there's primary and secondary. And, all, you know, I know it created some confusion with that. So all that means is we just need to refine our standards now in open source, you know, create create better standards where we can all get behind and go, OK, this makes sense. Something that we can actually, you know, move from project to project and kind of kind of unify under these standards, because, I mean, it was easy enough for them to unify under master and slave. So it should be easy enough for them to pick a different set and everybody just kind of get behind it and go, OK, this this is much better than saying we we, we are understanding that we're decent people and we're not promoting slavery however making anything a slave just just you know we, we just want to remain decent here so let's just not make anything a slave <laughs> yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um i kind of rambled on a little bit and i hope you got the message i was trying to put across this is my first uh time ever communicating here on a uh, hacker public radio um I look forward to doing a couple more episodes, hopefully with me being less stuffy and, you know, less air conditioning noise in the background as well. So hope you guys enjoy. Take care. Bye bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.